Ghouls. Happy Hump Day and welcome to Ghoul Friends Podcast, brought to you by your best ghoul friends, Lucy and Lindsay. Grab your blankets, snacks and good vibes for tonight's sleepover, where the category is always horrifically spooky. If you want to keep up with us on the socials, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at GhoulFriendPod on Twitter and GhoulFriends underscore podcast on Instagram. You can also listen to us on all podcasting platforms where we release new episodes every Wednesday. And if you want to follow me on my personal socials, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Lulu underscore Pew. And I'm at Hi It's Lindsay underscore on all social media. Now let's get spooky. Hello, Monsters of Rock, and welcome to our next episode on the Bully Brothers Dragula season four. And this episode was absolutely amazing, and we're so looking forward to talking about it. And first up, I've got my co-host Lucy. How are you doing, girl? I'm good, girl. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm in my jammies. I've not got out them all day, and I'm loving life. And also today we have. Sophie returning after her birth week gallivanting with her family. How are you doing, girl? Struggling, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also in my dressing gown. I'm currently in bed because I'm absolutely frozen. I've done nothing but drink and eat cakes for the last week and a half. So it's a struggle. But I'm so happy to be back talking about Dracula and the Monsters of Rock. It's just like what an episode, what an absolutely amazing episode. Have you got any thoughts you want to share on episodes two and three as soon as you were away? Um, I haven't quite finished catching up with them, but um, there's, uh, there's some drama. It's, it's all like, it's all go, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely like every single week there's so much tea and I love as well I follow all the monsters online so it's getting all the little tidbits over the week of what goes on behind the scenes as well so I'm loving it Twitter's been on fire today like with all the drama of Dracula oh my god like it's never kicked off this quickly before but my whole timeline today has just been talking about this episode and all day yesterday it was like the bullies and all the monsters teasing that this was going to be an explosive episode and it definitely did not disappoint okay so let's get into this episode as seen as there is so much tea that needs to be spilled um so at the top of this episode we have eight monsters all competing for the chance to headline the Dragula World Tour win $100,000 and be the world's next drag super monster. So for me, I burst out laughing at the start of this episode when I seen Bitch Pudding reprise her filth look from the season two finale. Were we happy to see Bitch Pudding on our screens again? I was living in that look. Like, I remember us talking about that before. Like, I was actually like gagging when Mitch did that. And hard the- same, hard oh. same. So good. <laughs> Anything with like wet hair, it just it just makes us feel horrendous. <laughs> and that was just I mean it was literally iconic and I'm so glad they brought it back. But I was I had a little bit of like war flashbacks. <laughs> like oh my god, not this again. Not this again. Um, so after last week's extermination challenge, Saint returns. How do we feel about Saint coming back um, over Coco? Absolutely buzzing. I love Saint. <laughs> I love Saint. I'm like a Saint, Saint Stan. <laughs> it's sad to see Coco go, but I'm really excited that Saint's still in the competition, definitely. Same. I love Saint and it was just, it was total splitting hairs last week, um, but I'm glad Saint came back. 
So the monsters are told that this week's challenge is the legacy challenge, Monsters of Rock. And they're split into two teams headed by Sigourney and Dally. So I was really happy that these two were the team leaders. Um, I feel like it's the bullies recognising that these two have done really well, but not quite managed to snatch a win yet. So I was really happy that they were kind of dangled this opportunity to do that. Um, How do you feel? I thought it was really good and I love as well that the bullies say straight away we picked these groups because we wanted the most drama <laughs> like just being like um you know very candid about it but I, I thought it was nice to see like Scorny and Valley shine as leaders um and you know the, the group dynamics are so I mean we'll, we'll get into it but yeah, it was nice to kind of see them take on those those roles. I was really excited to see Dali take on like a leadership because I love Dali. I love both of them, to be honest. But um, yeah, vastly different groups, vastly different group dynamics, we'll say. <laughs> Very much so. What did you think, Sophie? Yeah, I was re- like, I was just so buzzing to say that Dali had, had come back into the competition anyway, because since like the first appearance and then on resurrection and stuff I was just like I'm utterly obsessed with you um and then um yeah I think you're totally right it was really nice to see them being given the chance to shine and do what we all know that they can do didn't envy Sigourney at all I think she had a right task on her hands bless her (laughs) absolutely so the teams are Sigourney, Jade, Betty and Mary and team two is Dali, Saint, Zavaleta, and Hoso. So I was immediately like worried for Sigourney because over the week, and we've kind of talked about it a little bit um, over the weeks, but I've always sensed this weird tension between Mary and Sigourney. And you can see it from episode one. I can't remember exactly what it is they say, um, but Mary's like very dismissive of Sigourney straight away. So there's clearly some kind of issue there. And it's very apparent in this episode. What are your thoughts on this? I don't know. I don't even know how to refer to it. Like, it's just such a shit show. I've been seeing a couple of people um, like almost refer to it as misogyny. And I can actually, I would agree with that. In all, in all honesty, as inclusive as Dracula is, it does feel like Sigourney has been kind of put on the chopping block time and time again since episode one. And... You know, Sigourney's incredibly talented, just as um, monstrous as, as the rest of the performers on this show. And I don't think it's been warranted. Like, Sigourney will bite back when she's being attacked, but she's not, like, looking for conflicts or anything like that. And I feel like, especially this week, she really was put under the bus and I really, really felt for her. I don't know where it's coming from. I mean, we know, like, in this episode, obviously, it is especially coming from Mary Cherry, but I feel like Mary's not the only one that's been doing this. Sigourney, we've seen other people, like La Zavaleta, there's been a couple other contestants as well, but I really don't know what's warranted it, because she doesn't deserve it, you know? I think, um, like, I think, Lucy, you're right, when, um, I think it was when they all met for the first time and they came into that, you know, that little room before they went into that like horror maze type thing. Yeah. And I think was should should either like Sigourney had either not like come and said hello immediately or should said hello and then it went off to like mingle. And Mary was like, Oh, okay, bitch, <laughs> sort of thing. And I I don't know if that's just got their back up like immediately or if there's, you know, something else behind the scenes that we just don't know about. But you know, as soon as that team got mentioned, like got given out, you could just tell that the atmosphere had changed. It was going to be like, oh shit, like something is going to kick off here. And I think, you know, any task like that where you're the leader, like, you've, you know, we've seen it on Drag Race, on The Apprentice, anything like that, as soon as you're the team leader, it's like, this all falls on me. I'm responsible for this whole group and it's really hard to wrangle those dynamics but if you're sort of up against someone who you know has a problem with you but you don't even know they've got a problem with you like that's really difficult like I like I say I really really felt for her and I think you know it should 
she wasn't even given a chance to lead really it was just all just it was toxic the whole thing was just toxic wasn't it very much so like I very much got that I just feel like Mary was being difficult for the sake of being difficult saying stuff like I didn't realize you were the team leader have you watched the show before like this is a legacy challenge you know they specifically named her as the lead singer the leader for a reason and Mary just was like pleading ignorance and the last few weeks I have like tried to you know not defend but like maybe find excuses for like why she's behaving the way she is but I just I found the whole thing like extremely disappointing and um yeah I just felt very sorry for Sigourney and I think as well which what bothers me about it all is that a lot of a lot of the other cast as well keep saying you're too polished and it's like well our season one and season three winners were both very polished as well like a bit of polish isn't a bad thing and they keep trying to dictate to her how her drag should be she's been in the top two out of the three weeks she's fine she's absolutely fine she doesn't need anybody's advice or telling her how to do drag so I guess it like the fact that misogyny has been flung around and there is a lot of that in drag unfortunately you know maybe maybe there is something to it like whether it's conscious or unconscious like I think there's a lot of like anti-women bias at play here yeah part of it might be unconscious I mean that's not justifying it but all of us have unconscious bias every single person does um whether you like to admit it or not and I feel like even when Sigourney gets a win it's not even praised sometimes by the rest of the cast or not even being in the top it feels like like oh yeah but anybody can get on the chopping block the week after or you know you know it feels like her accomplishments aren't always given as much of a spotlight as other people and that fight about the team leader thing that really didn't sit well with me either because there was points as well where Mary Cherry was like oh you're not the team leader you're the lead singer and then also kind of backtracks and says oh but being the leader doesn't make you the singer and like just I feel like just looking for a confrontation and then you know says like later on oh when you said you were the leader I immediately backed down and just using it as like a blaming game almost to be like oh our performance as a group was shit I'm going to blame Sigourney for that you know what I mean I'm just it didn't it didn't sit right with me I really felt for her and I've tried to justify Mary Cherry's actions because I genuinely like Mary Cherry as like a drag performer and they are clearly very talented but the way they're going about like just how they're approaching everyone it's just it's bullying at the end of the day it's bullying it also like didn't sit right with me as well the way that they were like berating Sigourney essentially and um no outfit for the challenge Sigourney made her outfit for the challenge and it's and it, again have you watched the show you would have known that this challenge was coming why do you have no outfit and that is just bizarre behavior to me someone who's meant to be this New York legend being so unprepared it's it it doesn't make sense to me so they're like you maybe could tell I was like very much over Mary Cherry shit after this episode. So let's get into the floor show. So this week's guest judges are Poppy and Rachel True. I was so happy to see Rachel back. I think she was a judge on season two. I think it was season two, but I just remember her being like super duper positive and um she's just got nice energy. I really like her. And um Maybe I'm old, but I'm completely unfamiliar with Poppy. But I loved her on the judges' table as well. Um, what did you think of our guest judges? Just amazing. Like you, I, I think the only time I'd heard of Poppy was, I think someone was maybe going to do her on Snatch Game, maybe once oh, or twice. Yeah. I can't remember. But like literally, I was like, I've got no idea who this person is. I am old. Um, but... I'm going to go check out our music immediately because I was just a little bit obsessed with fire. <laughs> it's just like, how can you, how can that music be you? And then you just this like dainty little doll. <laughs> like, um, 
but yeah and I love Rachel True like I'm so glad to see her back like like you say she was such a fun judge last time um and I saw a tweet earlier because I was obsessively scrolling the Dragula hashtag um saying that there were someone was really happy to see Rachel True sort of getting her flowers really because there's been a lot of sort of talk around the craft recently and I think she's been left out a lot of those conversations and they were really pleased to see her sort of being given a platform again so I'm sorry to that person whose tweet name tweet name oh my god twitter name I can't remember um but yeah I I agree with your sentiment (laughs) I love seeing Rachel back on and I was so happy to see Poppy because I actually I I knew who Poppy was um that's because you're a child Lucy <laughs> uh, Poppy went viral like I think maybe like seven or eight years ago. Um, before she did music, she did these like really kind of quirky like monologues on YouTube, like these really short videos. Kind of like honestly, you can see Grimes has taken a lot of inspiration from Poppy. Before she did like metal music, which is amazing, by the way. It was just these kind of soft-spoken soliloquies, like "Hi, I'm Poppy." that's a really bad impersonation but like it was just these really like go look it up you'll, you'll find you'll find them all but poppy's been in the the youtube game for a long time and her music is absolutely banging i hadn't heard this song before fucking loved it and the critiques are really great like wasn't scared to like give constructive criticism and that outfit i wanted that outfit like it was so good 10 out of 10 absolutely um so this was like a two-part challenge the monsters had to do like a rock chick like rock inspired look um and then afterwards they lip synced to poppy's uh bite bite your teeth bite my teeth bite your teeth i can't remember (laughs) something about biting teeth um sorry poppy Um, so they lip sync to that afterwards. And so let's get into Zavaleta's look for the rock rock inspired look. Um, I personally I loved all the fringing, I loved all the studs, um, and all the safety pins in their face. Like I kind of love as well carrying on from last week. Zavaleta does this very androgynous, but also like kind of sexy like runway presentation um what did you guys think of Zavaleta? I loved it um I feel like Zavaleta is just like getting more and more polished as the weeks go on like their their look last week was fantastic and like you say it is this kind of androgynous but very very sexy um runway but not over sexualized if that makes sense Um, It's just all the attention to detail and like the really high cut of the silhouette. I really like that, you know, ass out. We love a little bit of ass here. (laughs) (laughs) And the makeup as well. The makeup was great. The performance was really good. Um, Just really, really strong. I'm really excited to see the other stuff that Zavaleta does because I I can never expect what they're going to put on the runway. It's always like what you wouldn't think of for the challenge they always hit the mark so yeah it was I was really happy to see it yeah I feel like their confidence is like they're becoming more sort of um like yeah confident in their like presentation each week like if we go from like episode one where they were in the bottom they had that like technical fuck up and everything and now it's like no I'm here you will watch what I'm putting out there it, it is it's stunning and like I felt like my eyes were just constantly like looking at different things on that costume and like just down to the safety pins on the face I was like is that is it through the skin like I have you like glued it on like what is going on like I was yeah it's you when you think of rock star you think of like studs safety pins leather like if it all worked it was it was great so next up on the floor show was Dali and <laughs> the only note I have for Dali is can Dali please stop being so fucking fit? <laughs> oh, so hot. Just, I can't handle it. <laughs> I feel like you said it as well, Sophie. Like, Literally in the group chat earlier, like, God, Dali is so fucking fit. <laughs> I can't, like, he is. Like, oh my God. 
and even in that get up like a literal monster I was like I'm very sexually confused right now <laughs> like can Dragula stop making me feel these very conflicting things <laughs> there's just the look was just on point there's so much confidence when they come out onto the stage that you very much feel like Dali is super like comfortable in their own skin now we've seen them from season two through resurrection to now go through like a massive drag journey and um yeah I love this like fully realized like drag artist it's not a king or a queen it's something that you we never see on tv and I love that they have this platform and uh yeah, I'm just obsessed with them because they're really fucking fit. There's something about that hat as well. I don't know what it, you know, when they're out, they're out of drag, I'm just, I don't know, it's just... Oh, it's yeah. the leather. That's what it I'm is the leather. leather. <laughs> it is. I feel like I can't ever, like, I'm just never going to be able to give a fair, balanced critique of Dali because I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, it's perfect just because I want to be reeled. <laughs> <laughs> I saw another like drag like review show that they always refer to Dali as Daddy Dali and I'm just like mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely uh, so next up on the floor show was Bitter Betty again I love this look I loved um, they went down a completely different route to Zavaleta and uh, Dali and it was this like oh this like love letter to like the video girls of all the the heavy metal like glam rockers of the 80s uh, with the big hair and the absolutely gigantic boobs on show and it was like very simple but I think she performed it so well the hairography we need to take a moment for the hairography absolutely just that you can see that Betty is like really coming into her own now and like breaking away from her shell and it's so good to see because she's an amazing performer I was I was yeah I like that you know she was really quite open and honest in that the sort of boudoir conversation um with I think Sigourney about saying you know I, I feel like I really have to be polished and and glam because that's who I was never able to be but to go sort of like obviously glam she went glam rock with it but these elements of like grunge and you know filth and everything like that and, and sort of given this really like full-on performance I really like that she managed to combine all of those elements to give this incredibly strong performance like I really really liked it it was just total hair metal like if you look at sort of um you know bands like Twisted Sister and things that is 100% bit of Betty like in that performance so good and that was a really important conversation for them to have as well because and obviously I can't speak for trans women because I'm not trans and I never would want to speak for a community that you know I'm not a part of but you know there's always this ideal of what a woman looks like and it's very femme and it's very cisgendered and heteronormative um you can see that even in in drag as well and in horror drag so to see you know they kind of recognize that and pressure that she's under but also kind of say you know like fuck that I'm gonna do the kind of drag that I want to do and she she can serve glamour she looks stunning anyway regardless of what she shows but to to do it in her own way like you said in that kind of grungy way and not conform to what people think you should look like as a woman I thought was really powerful definitely um I think as well like people who don't think gender is performative like really need to look at the way that trans people are treated because I've like known people who have like oh there's this trans girl who is at my workplace but they don't really wear any makeup like they're not very like womanly and it's just like but that same person might be someone who doesn't wear makeup and maybe like wears like typical like stereotypical male clothing because it's just more comfortable but they are classed as a woman and the other person isn't like it's not very fair so yeah I do think that was an important conversation to have because I think in drag there is definitely a pressure to you know be like pageant-esque um but 
drag is art and all forms of art are valid so louder for the people at the back (laughs) (laughs) um so next up on the floor show was hoso teratoma who was doing a little homage to scene kids um which i got straight away because it was very reminiscent of um like people i used to follow in myspace but i felt like an old bitch when they did not get the MySpace joke that Drag was saying to them. I nearly threw my laptop out the fucking window. I was like, how? Top eight. Top eight. Like, that's what I had most of my arguments about in my last year of school. Like, what the fuck? Like, to the point where I downloaded that code where you couldn't see it anymore. I was like, I'm fucking done. I'm so done with this. I felt so old and poor Hosa and I saw on Twitter today as well Hosa was like yeah I had a Gen Z moment today didn't I like getting called out and I was like yes you did babe I saw him formaldehyde reply to that and be like I didn't get the joke either so <laughs> I'm not well <laughs> it was such a good look though it was really good and it literally was like can you remember them like what was it the um was it like a follow train and that was like you know what you, you posted on like the bulletin and it was like if you follow this train you get loads of new followers and it was like always like the same kid of oh, the yeah. week who had the most followers on myspace the most friends and they would also be like they would be the ones running this train type thing and i was never just quite emo enough <laughs> like to get <laughs> on that train oh always looking at those those people and being like how does your mum and dad let you dress like that because mine don't like not even okay with is wearing black lipstick so <laughs> as an ex-seen kid I felt very seen still yeah. in emo but like oh, I didn't mean to have a pun there but but I did I think what would have made it so perfect you're, you're saying there about the follow trains I, I did this as well, I'm not even ashamed to admit it, but you know when people in like MySpace, you'd have your, your selfies, the really high angle with your fucking like digital camera, you used to put owned by and like expect whatever, I did, I fucking did that, also should have had that, like owned by the Boulay brothers. Write it on your, like write on it on the hand. hand. <laughs> oh, I used to do that oh, shit as well, it's so cringe now when you I'm think so about it. I'm so glad that MySpace had that like full on, like... I don't know, like mistake or something where someone deleted all of those accounts because if at all God the cringe would just be so real. <laughs> I don't want to revisit that at all. <laughs> I saw a tweet or something very recently that said like, wouldn't it be awesome if your Twitter had a song that was like your favorite song? Um and then someone like subtweeted it and was like we've now reached this stage where people don't know what MySpace is because you had like a MySpace song that was your song and it's like oh no like they don't know that we used to do this what was everyone's song I can't remember it like I think it depended on my mood but I remember when when I was just about to turn 17 I obviously changed my song to Edge of 17 by Stevie Nicks and I thought I was so cool um or like when I first broke up with my like first ever serious boyfriend there was definitely some My Chemical Romance on there or oh no it was um as well what was the song there was a song by Pink I can't remember what it was but it was just like basically a like that you know the, like the fuck you song she used to do like you in your hand or something oh like yeah that. that's what it's called and I thought I was like I'm so not bothered where like in reality I was like crying all day every day <laughs> but like yeah it, I was just I was that person that went along with the sign in and out of MSN oh yeah attention from people really tragic thing <laughs> <laughs> from a MySpace song but I do remember vividly like you know you had your MSN status like your you put your status you could customize that that was like our generation's version of subtweeting people now and I used to have like Papa Roach lyrics <laughs> the Scars lyrics after my first breakup not <laughs> oh, Papa Roach <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm not 
ashamed. <laughs> really? Oh, oh, such a blast from the past. And poor Hoso did not get any of that. Oh, Bless this, real, this real tea is coming out with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so next on the floor show was Sigourney and I love this like really different approach to the challenge it's very like modern Victorian goth which do you guys think? Absolutely fucking loved this so much very Marie Antoinette silhouette and then having like the, the almost like gun gr- uh, gunmetal grey kind of like bits on the pads like on the on the hips and then the shoulders and like having the kiss style makeup it was just so original and like taking different um, time periods this was like I was gonna say this is my favorite look of the night Dali's is probably my favorite look of the night but then this is a very close second I was I was here for it so different yeah it was just amazing wasn't it I love the the way that Sigourney like does her proportions and everything like it is just so spectacular but this just was elevated for me like the attention to detail again the you know you you come out immediately with with makeup like that and it's like okay we're doing some heavy metal we're doing some rock like but it was you know I think sort of similar to the um the uh oh what's it called the icons of horror the month you know what I'm talking about <laughs> that where it was like you're taking inspiration but making it your own because it would have been really easy to just come out sort of looking like Jean Simmons you know mm. sticking your tongue out and just being a sex pest but she came out and in this really amazing garment and just rocked it like you say I think it's I'm hard pressed to like to say which one was my favorite because I've got another like a couple, but it's really up there for me. I think like with Sigourney, every single week she's absolutely killed it in the floor show. Like she's got such a good like eye for detail, eye for makeup. I think the things that she pulls out to wear shows so much intelligence as well. Because like you say, it could have been so easy just to like come out in a leotard and do the kiss makeup but she's actually decided to pay an ode to rock doing this iconic kiss makeup and then pay an ode to goth culture um the goth subculture like victorian style goth which totally works for dragula and it's not really something we've ever seen before on dragula i don't think either so i absolutely loved it Um, So next up in the floor show was Mary Cherry. As much as I've slagged her off tonight, I do think the one thing she did right this episode was this look. I thought it was really good and I thought she performed it very well, but obviously it wasn't enough to save her, Um, like redeem her in my book. What did you think? I thought it was probably one of the strongest looks that she's done so far um especially you know we were talking last week as well with the, with the makeup um it was a pretty big miss with the the third eye but this was really good um really kind of cool concept for it the kind of devil look and like when they were in the boudoir earlier and Mary's like wearing that like fascinator thing the whole time I kept thinking like what are you going to do with this because at that point it was quite simple I was just curious I was kind of like is this what you're wearing to like the band because I, I didn't know at this point if they were going to have a separate look me being stupid and I was thinking oh this looks like really different from everybody else everyone's wearing feather what's going on but um no it looked it looked really good really polished um head to toe just like really, but like you said I don't think it redeems Mary for what happened in this episode but can't deny that it's a solid look for sure I'm going to feel like a right arsehole, but I didn't like it at all. <laughs> like, it was a good, like, the cost, like, the costume and the presentation was great. I just didn't feel like it screamed rock, mo- like, monster of rock to me. It looked more, I don't know, like, mythical creature interpretation or, you know, like, I don't, I just didn't get monster of rock from it. Um, like I say, the gar- like it was a great performance. The garment was great, um, but 
yeah I just think it, it just wasn't it was a bit of a miss for me that's fair I think maybe if Mary had like guitar or something and did almost that you know like tenacious D kind of thing where it's like the devil in the guitar kind of that would have maybe made it a bit more like that but I do get what you mean like because yeah, even like the makeup was just muted like it wasn't so it was just sort of like some eyelashes and some lipstick you know like it could have been so much more like really lean into that monster if you're going to be a horned creature really make like make it extra like you look at someone like Dali who again had a horned headpiece on and you know a two-piece you look at that just as is you think mm, maybe a bit basic but in the performance like the body paint and the makeup like everything you're presenting extra with it like it has to be all cohesive to to be great to be the next level and it just like I say it just wasn't it wasn't there for me that's fair that's totally fair um so next up on the floor show was saint um I really like I liked Saint's look but I loved the presentation even more I think she's another one who from season three through to through to resurrection to season four I feel like she's grown so much and I get very much like high fashion when she walks on the runway I feel like she's giving like New York Fashion Week runway walk when she is presenting her looks and I love this kind of like haute couture meets monster like vibe that she's giving on during the floor shows um what did you think I didn't really like this look like um the minute I saw it I thought of Harley Davidson like she she looks like a Harley Davidson belt buckle which I'm 100% here for and with the light and stuff like that and you know Saint is probably definitely one of my favorite performers we've had on Dracula full stop really innovative looks my only thing though is I feel like because it's a bodysuit it's a little bit simple I feel like the bottom half I just wish there was something because it felt so bare it's not to say that a bodysuit can't be a great outfit I just I don't know for me I felt like there could have been a little bit more of something but it was still a good look I just I wanted more yeah, I think from like boobs up, it was amazing. Um, I think what Rachel True said of like, you know, I just wish that maybe you'd leaned into it just a little bit more, like sort of revved your horse, like a, like a motorbike type thing. But yeah, I, like I totally agree, Lucy. Like it is Lucy. You're not Lucy, Lindsay. It's, it's coming up like your name's Lucy. It was, <laughs> it was Lucy. I, it was Lucy. I'm um, here. <laughs> yeah like um yeah it's high fashion totally high fashion so yeah I really really liked it yeah I did kind of get what Rachel meant about maybe like playing with her costume a bit more because I feel like Saint as well is like sex on legs so she maybe like lean if she lent into that like a little bit it maybe would have put her a bit higher up but um I still loved it and I still love Saint and last on the floor show was Miss Jade Jolie. Um, I really liked this. She was like one of the few people that brought us colour. And I think as well, if you followed Jade from Drag Race to Dragula, I feel like doing these like brightly coloured, like lots of pastels, but make it monster is somewhere like really like meets in the middle for like where she's going and where she's been so I really like that because again you can see the progression from her and I think as well you know obviously a lot of people were when the season first started were like what the heck is she doing on this show like she doesn't belong there but I think this kind of look shows Jade Jolie like where she is now and you can understand how she's made the leap from Drag Race to Dragula um, I loved her little gag with the lip gloss, but I wish she'd maybe like punched it in just a little bit more. I wish she'd gone maybe like full share from Clueless while she was putting that lip gloss on before resuming uh, breaking the guitar. Um, what are your thoughts? I'm going to feel like such a wee cow right now. <laughs> I just, this wasn't my favourite look. 
I loved the performance. Like one of the best performances of my like the lip the lip gloss was iconic. And I do agree with what you're saying because you know Jade brings something so different to the competition and doing the pastels. Um, it's not the first thing that you would think of, and it is that merge between what people assume that Jade Jolie will give versus what what she can deliver. Um, it's not the colours that bother me. I don't know. I just felt like compared to other people's, it was really simple. I love the hair, but I don't. I don't know. It just felt. It just felt flat for me, and I've seen Jade give more than that in in other in other looks. You know, there's been other weeks where I feel like she's really shined. Um, you know, I really liked how her icons reimagined with the hocus pocus. I don't, I don't know. I just I wasn't loving it tonight. Sorry, Jade. <laughs> well, I, quite, I, I did quite like it, but I think it was definitely like middle of the middle of the pack for me. Um, loved the the little gag. I liked that it was you know not your stereotypical sort of heavy metal black leather. Um, there's a like a band. I don't know if you've heard of them called Baby Metal, and they're sort of like um, I love Baby Metal. Yeah, it's really <laughs> like it's sort of like along those lines where it's not what you're expecting even though like there's sort of guitars smashing and everything and doll heads glued to your tits and things um but it sort of put me in the vibe of that but when she was having that conversation with with Mary earlier about sort of really worrying about how she was going to be perceived and you know really wanting to show what she can do and being in our own head all the time and really overthinking like every little aspect of our performances and what she was putting out there like and I, I don't know if if it's just because I'm like on a week-long hangover or what but I felt really emotional like I was just like I feel a lot of that <laughs> like you're sort of speaking to my soul a little bit here um and uh, yeah I just I feel maybe our experiences from Drag Race and you know obviously the edit on that she was a little bit she was given a little bit of the villain edit I think because Alyssa was so popular um but the and obviously like like we've talked about the fandom of drag race is so toxic like if you're not 100% perfect in the box that people put you in for whatever reason you, it's you're just driven off social media almost and it's you can see that just like how how is this being viewed? How am I being perceived? Like, how do I interact with other people? So I think maybe maybe this week, her being sort of in the bottom or in the bottom four or whatever, might it might just literally give her the jolt that she needs <laughs> to get out of her own head. That that might be a thing as well that people don't realise about Jade if they only know her from this show and they haven't followed her over from Drag Race because Jade's not had an easy life either. Like they revealed when they were on season five of Drag Race that their parents kicked them out of the house when they found out they were gay. There was like virtually no contact. They'd been in a slew of like abusive relationships because, you know, they were so young and they didn't they had no one to turn to so they ended up going for these like awful people she kind of mentions in this episode it's very much brushed over though like about turning to alcohol and drugs and um, before the show came out it was revealed that she'd been in a porn that had very like not nice connotations like I won't go into it but they were saying that at the time they were in an abusive relationship and they didn't really have a choice and they just had to do it but they don't condone like what happened um they don't share the views of what was happening in that um adult video so like Jade's been through it um and I kind of don't blame her for being a bit closed off because I would be scared as well. Like this is her kind of her comeback. Like she's really wanting to be on the straight and narrow, do this like different type of drag. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure on her. I think she's uh-huh. just looking. Sorry, Lou. Sorry. She's like looking for that little like fresh start, isn't she? She's like, yeah. I want to re, I want to rebrand and put myself out there and prove myself to you know my critics my you know my past trauma my my this my that and that's a it's a big old stage to 
to do that for yourself like you know that's that's a lot of pressure to be putting on yourself while you're in front of you know the world <laughs> yeah I was just gonna I was I totally agree with you so I was just gonna say there as well like I can imagine because of all that past trauma being on reality tv again would probably be pretty triggering as well like thinking about that time in your life and everything that was going on everything that happened since like I can imagine it would probably take you back to those feelings and like I I also don't blame Jade for being closed off you know I'd said before I wish that we saw more of her in terms of the edit and getting just more critiques from the like seeing I really want to see what the bullies think of Jade because Jade has consistently been safe um I, I get why she's like that because because you know, there's a lot on the line and she has been burned by reality TV before, so you can't really blame her. Um, yeah, absolutely. But um like she's gonna be in it for another week. So like Lucy and I both said last week, like I'm really hoping to see like a bit more of Jade. And I think now that she's had some feedback from the bullies, like hopefully going forward we'll see a bit more out of her um because she's ha- finally had that feedback now and um and obviously getting stuff off your chest is always good for you as well so that's a that's a new week next week so we shall see what happens um let's touch on the actual um lip syncing challenge itself like pr- pretending to be in a band um was it just me or did anyone else think that the drummers had the hardest job? Because when I was watching it, it's like, okay, they're all like professional lip syncers, basically, so that's fine. It's easy to pretend to play the guitar. How do you pretend to play the drums and not hit the drums, which is going to make noise? Like, Saint and Betty had a really hard job. The full-on workout as well. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't have the upper body strength for that. <laughs> I agree. Um, do you have any thoughts on the performances? Like, did anybody or anything stick out to you in particular? I just think with the first group, and it feels what's the name of the first band again? It begins with a V, doesn't it? It's Zenith or something. Or oh, it's Zenith. Zenith, yeah. I can't remember. Oh, that's really bad. I've only just watched it as well. <laughs> Absolute save memory. I'm sure it was like Zenith or something. Dahlia's group. I think that it was. Like that new metal, that um, I can't remember who said it was very new metal. The way that they were like, um, kind of bouncing up and down. I really got that. It was very like early two thousands download festival vibes. I was here for that, and like the, the spitting as well. The spitting of the, I think it was like blood or something like that. It was so like cohesive and it's so simple, but something like that is really hard to get everybody to do on time. I thought it was it was pretty polished to be honest. I get what the Bullies said, like there is the occasional fuck up. And I think, you know, because this is an annual thing now for Dragula, there is like an expectation for Monsters of Rock and the kind of performance you're gonna get. But I wasn't disappointed with either of the performances, to be honest. I don't think they either of them fell really flat, especially when we look at season three when we had somebody walk off as well and we had the big like scary like technical issues when there was the um you know piercings in the in the cheeks and stuff like that I think like when they did fuck up they recovered from it well like everyone did in my opinion yeah it's, it's punk rock isn't it it's metal like things things happen and it's that's okay it's, it's not meant to be like a really polished pop performance where everything's amazing like you know I, th- I was really surprised when you when you sort of looked at the the um rehearsal footage for Glamrot, um, you know, Sigourney's band and what they actually ended up performing. It, I almost felt relieved. I was like, oh mm. my god, and they've like they've pulled it off and you know, no one sort of hit each other or stormed off or anything like that. And it was, you know, I, I think the the right band absolutely won. They looked like a band, they performed like a band. But I think, yeah, like I said, it was just a bit of a, a sigh of relief. I still think, you know, the audacity of Mary Jerry to sort of come after Sigourney and being like, you didn't, you weren't a leader, you didn't help me, when, like, she literally offered to make you a costume. Like, she didn't have to do that. 
like to me that's so you know it's not perfect yeah there could have been she could have delegated whatever um communicate you know we're, we're only seeing a tiny little snapshot but at the end of the day bitch made you a garment <laughs> which you did not have <laughs> like just sit down and eat your meal <laughs> exactly it's just it's that way as well like folk were saying about Sigourney not delegating but I think we've all been in those situations whether it's like at work or doing a group project where you're so exasperated with the people around you that you just get to the point where you're like fuck's sake I'll just do it myself and uh, you could see that like you could see that Sigourney was fucking worn out by Mary like she was just so sick of it and I I don't blame her for just being like it'll just be easier if I do it myself because we've all been there yeah definitely and even in the beginning when they first got into their groups and Sigourney was saying you know I think we should do it more of like a glamour kind of route and it's like everyone's entitled to their own opinion obviously and it is a group effort but for like Mary to completely dismiss it straight away and be like no like of course that's going to put you on a bad footing and it's going to make you think well if nobody's if nobody likes my ideas but they're also not bringing anything to the table fuck it we just need to give something and I'll just do it myself because it's easier exactly so before the like the main judge in Drachman says that they're underwhelmed by the performance and Zavaleta fell which I thought was a bit unfair to bring that up because Zavaleta recovered from that fall like very well and very professionally you know you're going to fall over sometimes when you perform and I thought they dealt with that quite well similarly walking down the street like it's fine (laughs) and they also mentioned about Hoso losing their guitar strap again I don't think it distracted from Hoso's performance so it was fine Mary lost their wig um, I actually at first thought that was on purpose and then when they showed the footage back it very much wasn't and um, which again it's like you're meant to be this drag legend why the fuck is your wig not glued down on it and, and on, t- on a TV show like Dragula as well like you can't just half ass it and then they also show that um, Mary ripped Sigourney's costume on stage as well. And I just feel like there was a blatant disregard for where they were on the stage, which is something like their placements and stuff would have been sorted out in rehearsal and like where they were going to walk and stuff like that. And it just, this complete disregard of what either Sigourney or the team decided to do. And it led to one of Sigourney's costumes being destroyed so I didn't really like that um so as we mentioned uh Dali finally gets a win yay I was so happy like I was literally cheering in my bed and it was like seven o'clock in the morning when I was watching this um how do we feel about Dali finally getting a win Dali deserves a win so much like came so close last week as well I was absolutely rooting for them so when they got this win I was like oh yes and like it's such a cool prize to have as well like getting to be in a like a comic series for heavy metal magazine and heavy metal magazine is fucking iconic and to like like Dali said to win this challenge which is like it's known now as part of Dracula you're gonna have monsters of rock each season I think it makes it even more special that, that that was their first win so I was like, yes, cheering away. I was so happy. It made my morning. <laughs> Absolute same. I, I love that about this competition as well, that it's not just sort of you've won, have, you know, the recognition for the week or immunity or, or whatever. Like, it's really cool prizes as well. Like, that are just, like, how special is that? Like, you're, like something you've created is, like, immortalised in this really iconic um magazine like that's yes unreal I was I was buzzing with the win really buzzing deserved very much so um so the bullies asked the group who they think should be exterminated this week and every single person says Mary what did we think of that nothing that's no, I, was, I, I was like <laughs> what gonna have thoughts <laughs> I was waiting, but I you know, it, I mean, it's it's a shame, right, when everybody says one person, but there's no one else. 
there really there really isn't as harsh as that may sound there isn't anyone else that week like the behavior shown in the boudoir the performance everything it just kind of was unacceptable really in my opinion and then again Mary made the mistake of interrupting the Boulay brothers whilst they were critiquing and you think oh no that's a death sentence like don't literally do the whole time I just felt absolutely mortified for them like you know when each person was like Mary 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 and I was like oh god I just want the ground to swallow us up like I'd, oh. and but you know like you say there's you, you sort of have to expect it you can't carry on like that and not expect some sort of you know not expect people to sort of shout up and be like your, your behavior is unacceptable the way you've carried on is unacceptable and then like you say to interrupt while you're being critiqued it's like no read the room please read the room there's a lot to read please read it <laughs> read the small print and everything um yeah just it was it was a difficult moment and I think it, it just carried on you know after the judging where they were all sitting sort of discussing what had happened um and you know why why everyone had said her name and it was just like I was sort of almost watching through my fingers being like oh my god <laughs> it's like what annoyed me about like being backstage it was not taking responsibility for your behavior and like maybe you shouldn't come into it but they're one of the oldest contestants as well and they seem to have no realization of the way they're behaving I think as well if they'd maybe been a bit clever and contained this behavior to just the group rather than being so loud the entire like however long this challenge took to film to the point where the other team seen it like they could have it could have maybe just been Sigourney against Mary in in this like who do you want to put up for extermination because Sigourney was a team leader and we know what it's like in these kind of challenges it's like well you're the team leader and if it didn't go well then it's your fault but Mary was so loud obnoxious rude that there was no choice but to say Mary Cherry and I think they've got no right to be upset because they let, I feel like they spent the whole day like bullying Sigourney essentially and it was just completely out of order so she was just getting a taste of her own medicine so the bullies revealed that all of Sigourney's band are going to go up for extermination. So that's Sigourney, Betty, Jade and Mary Cherry. And they will all be hooked up to the Dreadnought Electrocutioner. Um, what did we think of this extermination challenge? I love this as a challenge is sadistic as that might sound. <laughs> but like the exterminations have been like pretty tame the past couple of weeks. Like eels. Last week's was very tame. Oh, actually, yeah, the eels the week before. I was like, I used to do that when I was a kid. Like, oh, you were mentioning, like, be, be, you know, being from where you are in Scotland, it's like it's it's a regular thing. And then the buckaroo thing or whatever it's called, the bull rising, like that's a wee bit of fun. That's not that's not. Scary. I did that on my Hindu. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So it was nice to see a little bit of torture. <laughs> actual torture <laughs> what does that say about us <laughs> horrible horrible bastards it was good though when it was brutal like no one as well if I was Mary Cherry as well I'd be like fucking terrified oh like you know when they're like oh it's your chance to get revenge I'd be like just send us home now like I'm gonna look like you know on Home Alone too where he's getting electrocuted it's just a skeleton (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be me by the end of this challenge but yeah I mean it it was it was a great extermination challenge definitely and in the end we find that Mary is exterminated I did have a bit of a fear that the bullies would maybe bring them back just for the kind of like reality tv drama side of things and also as well it's probably because the bullies know Mary because like we said before she's a New York City legend um so I do feel like they were also a bit like easy on her sometimes um when they maybe should have been a bit harsher but I think 
enough was enough for Mary. And it was a shame it's got to this point. Like, I'm always kind of one for, like, I'd never want to do, like, a drag episode and just slag them off because we know what it's like online for drag performers, especially ones on the TV shows. The fandoms can be so toxic, but I do feel in this occasion I'm just like really disappointed in our behavior this episode and um I do think all of our criticisms are justified are you both happy that Mary Cherry is also exterminated yeah I mean it's not nice seeing someone exterminated you know what I mean like if you could have them all (laughs) it'd be great like we've, we've said time and time again all three of us the cast this year is 10 out of 10 like they're all deserving to be on Dracula, but like you say enough is enough um I, I do hope that after this episode comes out that people don't go on a witch hunt for Mary Cherry I think like I really hope if anything because it has been obviously quite a few months since this was filmed that they learn from their mistakes and apologize and just try and be a better person because you know what it's like sometimes when people make mistakes especially on drag based shows you know they'll get death threats and people threatening to dox them and all these awful things which Mary doesn't deserve that but the criticisms we've given tonight and the criticisms everybody else has given throughout this episode are justified you know it it wasn't it wasn't good yeah I think the the right person definitely went home like I say I've, I've obviously was listening to the podcast when I was away gallivanting but um <laughs> you know sort of catching up on the episodes as well and it's uh, yeah I think it's it's been coming um I did I, I thought after that I was like I wonder just because of some of the critiques that the bullies gave whether it would I think I thought it would, might have been a toss-up between Mary and Jade um but I, I definitely think the right person went home like I say I, I think it was it was time it felt it felt right and I don't think there's going to be many people that open arms about it yeah I agree um so that is episode four of the Billy Brothers Dracula but as Lucy pointed out last week we finally have all of the episode descriptions for the rest of the season so next week's episode is Ghost Ship Glamour. Which... Oh, I love Ghost Ship, you know, that film. It's so shit, but it's so great. It's actually all right. I think the um, like the final girl in that film is like very underrated. I wish they'd like put her character in a slightly better film. I remember uh, having like a horrendous death scene. I'm sure it's like a horrible death at one point maybe I'm it's melding with the in ghost but I'm sure there's like a pretty gnarly death scene at one point I'm gonna have to rewatch it now (laughs) it probably won't even have anything to do with the next episode but I just need to rewatch it now I've thought about it (laughs) um so the synopsis for next week is the monsters must delve into the depths of the dark oceans for the ghost ship glamour theme and perform a lip sync to the bully brothers newest single wicked love Oh, so that sounds exciting. Theme as well. It's not a theme that we've had before. No, this is true. Like last week we had like a Western theme and we'd had that previously, but this is um, treading new water. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So I'm excited for that. There's so much you can do as well, like ghost ships. The There's... ocean is terrifying. Absolutely. Like, you just look at some of them creepy fish, like when you start getting to the point where light doesn't get down there, it, it is a literal horror film. Like if someone was just coming out and was like, I've literally done a true to life costume of a like an angler fish or something, I'd be like, yep, that has a deserving place on Dragula. No, nothing else needed, just that costume. Like it's the same scary. <laughs> It is. Like, we've explored more of space than we have the ocean. Like, the ocean goes deeper than the height of Mount Everest. And we've we've not even explored. We've explored the tiniest percentage of it. It's crazy. Horrible. <laughs> I feel horrible. Like... <laughs> No. I know this is a tangent but um I was watching this program about sharks and there's this shark that lives in like the arctic 
uh, and it's like blind it lives like really deep in the ocean uh, it lives to like 200 years old and it like only eats like once every two years something crazy like that and I was I was spit on my period or something because I was crying like I was saying to my boyfriend at the time I'm like can we get one can it live in our bath like I was felt dreadful for this poor thing it just lived this really solitary life and it, it lived for like 200 years I'm like that's that's so fucking sad that so we've all been living that life since lockdown and you're like, oh, actually. <laughs> Meanwhile, a shark is living its best life and like, if anyone ever comes anywhere near us, I will literally have a fit. Like, death. <laughs> I don't want company. There's a reason I live right down here where no one can find. You're <laughs> like, relatable in all honesty. <laughs> True. I love sharks though. Like, I literally just think the class, like anytime it's like there's any... um programs on them I will sit and watch them all and like the other half will come in and he's like I think you what why are you watching this I'm sure you watched this like earlier and I'm like I just love sharks okay <laughs> <laughs> oh bless so yeah that's the episode uh, and we've got ghost ship glamour next week Sophie where can people find you online you can find me if you so wish on Twitter at SophSurfSpace and on Instagram at SophieSurfSpace. Lucy, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Lulu underscore Q. I am at Hi It's Lindsay underscore on all social media. You can find the podcast at Girlfriend Pod on Twitter and Girlfriends underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, we'll see you next week for a review of episode five of the Billy Brothers Dragula season four. Uh, yeah, stay spooky.